Welcome to The Resonance, the podcast about the energy industry from Alpha Energy Group. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Alpha Energy Group podcast. I'm Jeremy Nicholson, Corporate Affairs Officer at Alpha, and I'm joined for my fortnightly catch-up on the commodity markets by my colleague Jason Durden, Head of Energy Markets and Risk Management. Now, Jason, the the news, of course, for for weeks, months, in fact, has been dominated by what's been going on in the gas market, extraordinarily high prices and the issues there. But I gather there's been some positive news in terms of deliveries of liquefied natural gas to the UK market. Is that right? Yes, Jeremy. I mean, we've seen a dearth during the summer, specifically during uh, uh, July and August of deliveries into the UK and Europe as a, as a wider piece. We are seeing some normalisation there. It looks like eight tankers in October into the UK, uh, storage now full, so flows having to ramp up. That's about one BCM of gas. Put that into context, that's about 30% more than we saw last year. It's something like eight times what we saw in July and August, and it's two and a half times what we saw last month in volume terms. So I think, uh, you know, we're now seeing some real activity in terms of uh, an upward swing in uh, exports on the basis that uh, South Hook is full and to accept new deliveries coming in, it has to churn out uh, volume into the market. So, uh, you know, certainly uh, a little more positive. I mean, you know, well down on the peak glut in 2019 thus far and november will be the real test of uh, the longevity of uh, and the reliance of these um, or the reliability of these flows but you know positive news definitely well indeed and uh, you know not everyone listening to this will necessarily be aware that the uk still produces almost um, half the gas that it consumes on an annual basis depending on you know weather related demand and, and production and so on we tend to uh, import gas quite heavily in the winter period and export it during the summer. But as you mentioned, that you know the, the flows can be either way at, at any time of year. And of course, we're a transit route, aren't we, for Norwegian gas getting into the continental system. So when you mention that we're exporting gas, in a sense, in terms of net flows, this is largely Norwegian gas going through the UK to the continental market, I guess. Yes, I mean, it's not explicit, obviously, in terms of, uh, you know, you can't necessarily earmark uh, molecules, but um, we are definitely uh, exporting, typically at the moment, between 40 and and 70 MCM a day. Um, That's because we have to have LNG send out to uh, make room for the uh, new deliveries. And we have really, since September, been accepting uh, maximum flow rates through Langeled, the uh, Norwegian continental main import route into the UK. Uh, Not the only one, but the main one. And we're seeing, um, obviously, exports based on a negative um, spread to uh, TTF pricing on the prompt, making sure that gas is flowing through. But that's, you know, pretty normal. It is effectively, as you said, a transit route. But, you know, the UK in itself, because it has so limited amount of storage these days, is actually having to balance its market at the moment by exporting uh, any surplus gas. Indeed. I mean, I think it's it's an interesting part of the fuller picture because sometimes we hear the headlines about the UK not having much storage capacity, which is true, and it'd be nice to have some more. Um, but equally, we have quite a large amount of indigenous production and we're very close uh, to Norwegian production. And that's not uh, the situation elsewhere in, in Europe where the, you know, where the import dependency and the risks there are perhaps a little bit higher. 
but you know on the on the good news front if we can put it that way you know we've had some warmer than the normal weather or more warmer than average i should say in in the last few weeks and i think that's set to continue for a little while yet is is that right and that must take the pressure off the gas and power markets to some degree yeah, so certainly this week, Jeremy, we're going to see this month out above seasonal norm. That extends across Northwest Europe as well. Uh, and that's been very apparent in power spot pricing in particular, which has um, you know, definitely been impacted across the whole of the continent, not just the UK. So if we look at October as a front month, really the spot pricing gas has uh, thus far, with a few days to go, been about five percent lower on the spot than uh, the final month ahead or front month price for october if you look at power we're looking because of this strong wind and relatively muted uh, gas demand that we've seen this month and the slightly higher temperatures we're looking at a 20 percent lower power spot out turn than we saw the october future expire i don't think we can push too much of that forward into november but i think the wind forecasts for early november hold up well whereas actually the temperature is forecast to drop significantly below the seasonal norm for the first week of november um, both uh, in the uk and um, on the uh, near continent so there will be a demand shift up but however what i think is really important is it seems to be that uh, you know wind which is so important in the uk and uh, on the continent specifically germany um, i think you know there can be uh, uh, there's a little more uh, diversity of supply uh, assured for that week um, and that should really keep prices slightly less than um, sort of the the huge volatility that we have seen well, that is good news. I hope it, hope it continues for a little bit longer. Uh, the risk, of course, is still there that uh, cold weather will coincide with, with low wind output at some point during the winter. But every day or hour that goes past and the wind, wind stays high is... Um, you know, a period of time where we're not burning as much gas. And, uh, you know, the, the issue with gas, of course, has been that uh, increasing production uh, in a tight market is, is very difficult to do um, swiftly, um, hence the very high prices internationally. And the diff- situations are rather different in the oil market, isn't it, where there's a lot more flexibility there uh, from the producers uh, in the Middle East and elsewhere. And what oil's hit, what, $85 a barrel recently? Uh, what's the latest there from OPEC Plus and, uh, and, you know, the likelihood of where we might be by by the end of the year do you think well i think we will be waiting for them in the coming days to sort of uh, announce their uh, uh, november schedules obviously at the last monthly meeting there was um, a reluctance to deviate from their uh, stated plan which i think the market was a little disappointed with and we have seen that sort of that gentle bullish rise continue uh, goldman's have been um, out there rattling uh, sabres again uh, and putting out some bullish noise into the market. Um, there's been where the exchanges were showing non-consumers, i.e. Um, financial players, being a little more cautious in, in the last few weeks. They've uh, In the last week or so, they've um, opened their longs again. I think there is, based on current projections and returning jet fuel demand uh, for long distance travel in and out of the America, uh, USA, I think you can see that, uh, I think Goldman's actually put a number on it, they say it's $110 is the uh, the, the optimization level for uh, projected demand uh, supply sort of 
uh, balance, which is obviously bullish from where we are now. I think they're, they're, they're calling their number for the end of the year at 90. But I think what is different here from, say, the gas market and needs to be understood is, yeah, there probably there's a little more inflationary um, noise around because uh, oil is an asset class as much as, a, you know, a, a physical commodity as well. But uh, I think for me, the fundamental difference is that OPEC plus essentially hold the power. They can control this price. If they return more of the sequestered oil quicker than uh, than anticipated, then I think all talk of $90 starts to evaporate. Very good point and, and, a, and a fundamental difference as far as oil is concerned compared with the natural gas market. And turning back again to, to power and um, power generation in the UK, I gather there's not been any worrying news about power generation capacity and the nuclear fleet, to the extent that there still is one, um, is, is churning away merrily. And that the uh, uh, But there's a rather mixed picture on interconnectors, isn't there? Yeah, so um, obviously we're not going to see IFA one back in its entirety till till twenty three now, but that is steps, and the majority of that is I think two of the three gigawatts between the IFA one and two are now back online and available, which is a, a big boon. And obviously, what we've lost is uh, somewhat offset by the, um, the the start and the operational flows from the Norwegian interconnector that uh, has recently been commissioned. So yeah, but I mean, of course, they are uh, interchangeable. And of course, um, you just take, for example, you know, several times during the day, you will see the French interconnector swing uh, into import and export mode. Um, you know, so the capacity is there. Capacity is not the same thing as electrons. You know, I mean, it's <laughs> the power might. <laughs> There is a the price may may suggest that the UK exports to, uh, to to some of these markets. Right, and that's an interesting observation. And, and and lastly, sort of turning to to carbon, which we we shouldn't neglect uh, at any time, but especially in the run up to the COP twenty six climate talks in Glasgow. Um, you know that the, the prices haven't changed massively, have they? But I think there's been some convergence between the UK and European prices. Is that right? Yeah, so the end of last month, beginning of this month, we saw some real anomalies going on in the UK market, which is a very small uh, market that will be, uh, you know, very much influenced by investor activity and also uh, compliance activity as well. You know, a lot of industrials over the time are overtly savvy they get to a, a certain tax point or a uh, or a financial reporting point and they then have to do something with this thing called carbon certificates whether that means buying or selling them and clearly there was some evidence that it was quite a bit of buying activity at the end of september uh, and also probably demand led by what was going on in the wider energy complex as well and we saw Basically, uh, uh, we'd seen an ebb and flow between about £5 a tonne premium at the first inception of the UK over the EU price. Um, and that fell away to parity, uh, went slightly negative at times. And say so last month, we saw this shoot up to over £21 a tonne uh, premium on the UK side, which... I know they're not linked at this stage, so they can be very different price structures. But, you know, one would expect it, long-term ambition for it to be sort of parity-ish or interchangeable longer term. So I suspect that um, the 21 looked pretty unsustainable and we, we've seen that. We're now seeing it uh, over the last week or so where perhaps EU carbon has struggled a little bit. 
now back below 60 uh, euros. We've seen that UK spread fall down to below seven pounds uh, a ton. So that's, uh, you know, a third of where it was sort of um, one month ago. Right. Well, I think that's a, a sort of interesting thing to note, maybe, you know, not just in the in the carbon market, but but elsewhere, we've been through a pretty difficult time, pretty torrid time, in fact, in the commodity markets, and maybe things are beginning to settle down a, a little bit, even though, you know, the risks of the winter period are, st- are still ahead of us. Well, thank you, Jason, for explaining all of that. I hope the uh, the mild weather carries on a little a little further than the forecast suggests and, and the wind levels remain up. We, we will see. And look forward to catching up with you on this subject in, in a fortnight's time. I hope you found that interesting, too. Uh, do have a look at our website, alphaenergygroup.com forward slash UK for our reports. And we hope you're able to join us again for a podcast very soon.